If you're looking for strong opinions, loosely held and widely shared, you've come to the right place. This is the National Talkie League. National Talkie League. Rumble, young man, rumble. See, it's the words that start every edition of the National Talkie League podcast. And this is a very special edition of it because it is our first live podcast. And we're, we're, we're podcasting live on Sunday from the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo. So, Dave, I mean, I'm sure that on a moment's notice, you can, you can smash us earwise with an appropriate theme song. National Talkie League, we're at the Expo. National Talkie League, they have no lanyards. National Talkie League, it made us angry. Well, I don't know. Is angry the right word? I think... Okay, so we'll start with the backstory. The 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 comic uh, Calgary Expo uh, is so like, what's the word I'm looking for? They've done such an amazing job curating, like one of those quest video games that you would have played on the Nintendo Entertainment System back in the you know early '90s. Like you you go to a door and it's like oh wrong door find this object and then you're like go find that object and you get to the door and then there's a wizard who's like no you must go to the VIP door. And I'm like, this is so lifelike. This is amazing. <laughs> so it took, it's like, I think that um, Google Maps, like, as the crow flies, had me about two minutes and 50 paces from the will call to this room. But instead, it was 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to be here. Yeah. No, and I don't want to complain too much for our, our lovely hosts. But uh, it, it struck me as very strange that when I walked up to the will call, as you did, uh, they handed me a, a pass but no lanyard to hang it from. Right. And they looked at me and like, sorry, no lanyards. And my thought was, when, when you set this up, did you not take like 100 will call passes and put 100 lanyards next to them? Wouldn't that be what you'd think? So not to be contrarian with you here, but I'm actually, I was like relieved that I only got the card and not the lanyard. Oh, that you don't have to wear it. Yeah, and I think it's just because of like the 20 years in radio, like literally everything you do is a lanyard. Right. Oh, you're going to go hawk used cars on a Saturday afternoon for $50 and tell the family to bring the kids for free hot dogs? Here's a lanyard. So I've got like 500 lanyards. And like you'd put them on the corner of the mirror, right? And so they're like hanging down. It's like the people that save the ticket to every concert they've ever been to. And as though somebody's going to be really interested in looking through that collection. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was sort of like, no lanyard. Very novel. Cutting edge. I like it. Interesting. Um, I brought some some giveaway prizes to give away to people. Is that what the kid's doing here? Uh, yeah, I'm also giving it. This is Max. This is my son, Max. Say hi, Max. Yellow. Wicked. And uh, so he's our, our temporary moderator, I guess, because uh, 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 Rob couldn't be here. So. Okay, he can mod. He, how, yeah. how, are, how, how are your moderation skills? They're pretty good. All right, that was a very moderate answer, actually. It was yeah. neither like they're excellent or they're poor. He's yeah. like, yeah, I'm right in the middle. Yeah. Um, did you bring... Four prizes? I brought way more than four prizes. Okay. <laughs> so why don't we... Uh, do you have a way to give these away, by well, the way? Well, yeah, I was just going to fling them out into the crowd and let them fight for them. But. Well, don't do, don't do that. It could get violent. Now we're going to have to aim yeah. or something. Now, I was going to say, I, I'm guessing you brought some stuff right. from your... Maybe you could go and hand these out. So here, I'll give you... Okay. One, two, okay. th- here's three, and then... Well, there's five people in here. We should include oh, this yeah, yeah, nice okay. lady who's on the crew. But, but this lady so that she doesn't go first. tattle on us for so saying bad things about the expo? She gets that one. Okay. 
So uh, this is, uh, yeah, and this is in fact our first live uh, podcast, something that we hope to do a couple more times indeed. And, and what a great place to do it. Uh, what better place than here at the, at the expo who paid full price for the venue? So nice. we have absolutely no capital outlay to be doing this whatsoever, no. which is wonderful. Um, and this is also the first of 66, I think this is podcast 66. Yes. And I think this is the first time I've ever actually looked at you while it was going on. That's kind of <laughs> interesting too. Yeah. To do this not via Google Hangout is, uh, is quite a treat. Um, what hey. if we got on? See, the, the other thing too is that, you know, typically um, I will, those two guys went too. I'll typically those bust out like, you know, 45 minutes of intolerance for the liberal government. And I just don't <laughs> think this is the place for that. No. Try and mix it up a bit. Yeah. So we should probably talk. So what I was planning was, uh, was uh, talking about some current, uh, some current events going on in the, you know, the comic book and media world. Okay. And getting your take on them. And we're, we're going to do a real deep dive into that stuff. But I just don't know if that's the tack that I want to take at the moment. Well, okay, fair enough. I like uh, I like to give hot takes on um, on on topics that I have a, only a passing interest in, <laughs> or haven't been actively involved in since I was uh, your boy's age. There. What comic books do you read, Max? Do you read any comic books? Uh, yeah. What do you read? Chickadee. That's it. That's cool. If it's That's just one, I was a one, I was a one title wonder too, man. I was only Batman, and if it wasn't Batman, I thought you were you were wrong. You also read uh, Teen Titans Go sometimes. Oh, uh, yeah. And Adventure Time. Definitely. Hey, does Adventure Time have a theme song? Because that's like a TV show too, right? It does have a theme song. All right. I don't want to put your, your kid on the spot to bust out that theme. Do you know the Adventure Time theme song? If you do, okay, if you do, if you come up with it at all during this podcast and you want to belt it out, just give your dad's ear a tug and we'll make sure that happens. Do you know it, but you just don't want to sing it? Yeah. yeah that's cool, that's too. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it either. Yeah. Um, so uh, here's here's a, just an observation though. From I see, I typically avoid these places, right? Because I'm afraid of crowds. So thank okay. God there's no one here to watch our podcast. <laughs> um, but what, see, because here's why I'll explain my fear of crowds. It's that when people don't know how to be together in large numbers, that's my fear of crowds. Oh yeah, yeah. And I have a theory that's like like a, a person is awesome, but people are dumb. Oh yeah, yeah. And that applies to like races. <laughs> it's weird, right? Anyway, but but my point. So if I'm like at a hockey game, for example, I'm like, okay, like I'm okay. Well, hockey's a bad example because I don't like hockey. But if I'm at a baseball game, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm all right. But if, if there was an earthquake, right, like like San Francisco '89 or something like that, th this would not be like I can't trust you people to figure out how to move together, and that's what freaks me out. And I just had a thought that like if something happened and you were forced to stay in the BMO Center like for a couple of days while they figured it out. Mm -hmm. Just the, like, you'd have to be staring at people in costume for three days. Right. And the smell would be unbearable. Although, think of all the events that they have here all year. The only one that I think would be better, if you were stranded in this building, I think there's enough people here who could figure out how to survive. Although, I think once the cappuccino and the poutine ran out, there'd be, like, some bedlam. But the RV show is, like, the only other one that would be more comfortable than this, right? <laughs> yeah, that would be a good one. Or the spa, the hot tub oh, show. Oh, the hot tub show. For, like, a short time. <laughs> and then you'd just be like, I don't want to be here anymore. The hot tub show would just be a curve that goes, like, straight down. Friday afternoon. Hey, this is great! Sunday morning. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, the, so, here's my, here's my take, though, on the people not being able to move together thing. Is that... 
If you ever see, like, you know, on the Planet Earth documentary, The School of Fish, there's like a thousand fish or 10,000 fish, and they're all like, and then a shark comes out, and they can all, like, just swim around the shark. It's beautiful, right? Blows mm-hmm. your mind. Mm-hmm. We catch and kill and eat fish. <laughs> like, we should be able to do what they're doing, but we can't. No. It's terrible. It's that, that crowd mentality thing. Everybody just turns their brain off. Right? I think what the fish do, though, is they just, all they do is they look at the fish beside them. And they just do whatever that guy does. That's pretty smart. Yeah. So they're not worried about the whole school. They're just thinking like, hey, if that guy starts going to the left, I better get to the left. You better go to the left. That's what they do. Well, and that's that's a good lesson. Like if you're in a room and you're not sure what you're supposed to be doing or if you're in a country and, and you're at the subway and you're not sure where you're supposed to go or what you're supposed to do, you could just do that. Just do what the guy next to you is doing. That's a good tip. Like do you do, you do that? Because I actually do do that. Like when I'm in a place and I can't speak the language, I'll just watch people do stuff and then i'll figure it out like and and then so so here i got two examples of this okay so, and they both come from vietnam one was i wanted to buy a loaf of bread and i had like i can't say the numbers or speak the language so what i would typically do is like hold out what i thought was the right amount of money and then expect them to be honorable so i'm trying to buy a piece of bread so it's like 10 cents worth of bread and this woman grabbed a fifty thousand dong note which is like three dollars right dong everybody so that's the currency over there, and uh, which makes like the, the guys who write the English newspaper finance headlines they go crazy. It's like <laughs> dong softens on Chinese data. It's funny. Um, so anyway, so she went to take it, and I like squeezed it and held it back. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not buying a piece of bread for three dollars. So I just stood back, and then I watched the next person come up and buy the bread. Saw the note that he used, and then I went up and smiled at her and handed her the same one. Uh-huh. The other time was trying to cross the road. Okay, so like it's like eight lanes of traffic. And there's no rhyme or reason whatsoever. It's just a million motorcycles, and they're just like schools of fish. They're just flying through, right? So I couldn't figure out how to get across the road. And then this really good-looking young Vietnamese girl came up beside me and just started to cross. So I just jumped right in her wake, believing that they might hit me. Like, I don't think these guys are going to care if they hit me. But they're not going to hit her. <laughs> so and, and it's true, right? It's just like, because they just walk. Like, they just look keep their eye on the prize and they just go across the road and then all the drivers are like okay well as long as you keep the pace then i'll be able to figure out where to go well and that reminded me too of uh there's an improv thing uh so uh, we originally met at uh, loose moose theater mm-hmm. and uh, the fellow that runs loose moose theater uh, keith johnson sort of a, like a genius of improv and people and knows how people do things and why they do things and how they act and stuff like that. And so he has this theory about, you know, uh, you know that thing when you're walking along and someone is coming in from the other direction and you do the little shuffle because no one knows how to get out of the other person's way. So Keith believes that this is based on your status. So when you see someone, you assign them a status, right? They're this important or they're this important or whatever. Your brain just does that. Right. And if you have a like chosen a similar status to what they've chosen for you, that's when you do the little dance thing. Ah. If you think you're way more important than that person and that person feels the same way, they'll get out of your way. And if you think they're more important than you, you will get out of their way. You won't even think about it. You'll just do it. You'll just be like, oh, I'm out of your way, right? Right. You see someone coming along, big businessman or something like that, striding along, you'll just be like, oh, that guy's more important. I'm going to get out of his way. So the trick here and anybody can do this, is what you do if there's a big, big, crazy room full of people is you square your shoulders, you make yourself as big as you can be, and you just start thinking, I'm more important than you. I'm more important than you. And just start walking. And people will. They will get out of your way. I promise you. 
So I don't know why, but I immediately started thinking about like when the Pope <laughs> is walking. So is he just like really arrogant? He's like, hey, you guys aren't chosen by God. Like I'm chosen. Well, by God. The part I forgot was if you have a giant hat too, that helps. That helps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah point, keep yeah. the biggest hat in the room. I wonder. Anyway. I always wonder too, like about. I don't always wonder this. I just actually wondered it for the first time about two seconds ago. <laughs> Um, what's something that you could just like produce from a sack in an elevator that would completely change the dynamic of the room you're in? Uh, kitten. Right. That's good. See, and then, it, oh, it's kitten. Um, Unless it's me and I'd be like, seriously, like snacks for everybody. That's good. Cause like, I've always wanted to try this thing where you, um, you know, like in rush hour, right? So I'm talking like eight fifty AM, um, be on like the second floor, okay, or the third floor, so that when the elevator's going up, you call it, and then when it gets to you, it's obviously going to be full of people. Mm-hmm. Just walk in and start a chainsaw, <laughs> <laughs> right? But have it be courteous, like yeah, have yeah. it so the blade's not active, safely, yeah. yeah but yeah. just like start a chainsaw, and just to, I would just like to see how people would react. Wow, interesting. Um, have you ever done the thing where you get in the elevator and you continue to? stand in the direction in which you got in right rather yeah. than turn around and face the doors that people don't like that at all they don't it just makes them uneasy what i always thought would happen is so especially if you're the first person in right and you're facing the back of the elevator and the doors are behind you i always thought that people would do what you do but instead they just are visibly uncomfortable <laughs> yeah right? it's like that's wrong why yeah. are you what? or if you want to take it to the next level just stand in the corner and twitch <laughs> right like stand in the corner like you're naughty and just like have a have a twitch and then, and never get off the elevator either. Nice, because even the security guards wouldn't remove you at that point. So, I'm not touching that guy. He knows what he's going to do. Well, and like to, you know, back to that original point is like people are so programmed. We're so programmed in social situations to do this, to do this, right? Yeah. You can see it even in uh, lineups or when you're at the grocery store. Um, people tend to move to the right because most people are right-handed, and so they naturally go to the right. So if there's five lines, probably the one on the left is going to be the least populated line unless the door to get into the thing is also on the left because people will also go to the closest line. Right. So if you're at Disneyland or something like that, go a little further, go to the farthest away from the doorway and it's likely going to be the smallest line. I'm a master of, of, of <laughs> zigging when other people zag. I don't like following everybody else. I'm like, okay, everybody's doing that. I'm going over here. And nine times out of 10, it works. Um, I want to put in one more elevator thought, and then because you you've got my, you just triggered me on the on the lineups <laughs> thing, but I want to find somebody who has long hair that they could comb over their face. Like, uh, was that the Grudge or the Ring? You know, what the I'm Ring. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then just hold a sign that says "Don't" and stand in the elevator. <laughs> and I just want to like videotape like what people do when that door opens up and it's "Don't." How many people will get in? Um, we need to have. I don't know. When I say we, I don't know if this needs to be like government mandated because you know how much I like that or if it's just like a wise corporate decision. But we have bouncers at nightclubs who kind of seem to keep the peace. We need to have like a bouncer who is a bit more of like an air traffic controller at the grocery store for helping you, like helping people get into the line that they deserve to be in. Mm -hmm. Right. So like here's an injustice. Right. If you're at the grocery store and let's just pick a race of people at random. Elderly. Okay? okay. There's like an elderly couple at all of the checkouts. Okay. Right. Okay. Then it doesn't, it's, it's just a straight up crapshoot. Sure. Right. So I think then that there should be some sort of an air traffic controller there 
who will send the first elderly person to till one. Right. And then another elderly couple will come up and they'll go, you, till one. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But there's five empty till one. Wow. That seems a little social engineering-ish. But but no, hang on a second, because you're only seeing the, the, the negative side of it. Okay. Okay. So the positive side of it is I get to check out faster. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here, you could also t- customize the experience, right? So that like, you know, old people have different predilections and, and ways they like to pay for their groceries. Or like you look like you're going to chat for a while with a, with a checkout person. So you're in line four. Right. And by the way, checkout four has got the friendliest staff member. That's right. That's right. And like line three, that guy doesn't want to talk to the person behind the cashier at all. Just wants to get in and get out. That guy, line three. Right. Exactly. And And that cashier is like someone who does also doesn't want to talk to people. Yeah. Who just like, who will just put their hand up in your face when you ask them how they're doing. No talking, please. And every time I have to do this, I'm not checking out a can of beans. Um, So, but then the old people checkout can have that miniature table platform top for writing checks. Oh, nice. Because they like to do that still. A little jar or a little like bowl of hard candy, Uh maybe. And all of the questions about the various charities that they don't want to give money to. (laughs) Would you like to give to teaching blind kids to read? No. (laughs) What about dolphin sign language? No. Nice. I like this theory. It's not bad. I think you you brought me around. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a story that uh, actually happened to me uh, on Friday that is line related, right? So we're talking, uh, we were talking before about how you've got your five different lineups. So I went uh, Friday. It was nice. It was warm out. Didn't look like it was going to rain for a couple days. So I thought, oh, I need to go wash my car. So I went to, you know, the, what do you call it? Like the, the wand wash? Yeah. Which you, is, makes it sound way cooler. Than yeah. It's, yeah. No, it's not that cool. Yeah. Shazam. So I went to, there's one on 14th Street on my way home and it's got six bays. And so when I got there... There was no lineup as I'm driving by. I'm like, great, there's no lineup at all. But each of the six bays was in use. Right. So there's like, you know, lines on the, the pavement for where people are going to line up. But nobody's there. So I'm kind of pulling and I kind of pull in sort of at an angle between like three and four. And I'm sitting waiting just to see who's going to finish up first, right? Because mm-hmm. in my mind at this point, I'm next, right? I'm next. I'm the next guy here. There's six people in there. I will be next. And this little dude in this white BMW, which did not look like it needed to be cleaned at all, by the way, uh, tools into lane number one way over to this side of me. For those of you who can't see the podcast, I'm gesturing with one of my hands um, and lines up. And then coincidentally, that guy happens to pull out. And so I kind of kind of pull around and give him a little bit of the horn like, hey, I'm next. Right. Yeah. He just pulls right in. And so there's still nobody in line behind me. So I back up and I actually drive over to lane one and I like, you know, lean out the window and I'm like, dude, I was next. And he's like, well, you were. And I was like, dude, and then I'm, I'm not going to fight him, obviously. So I just went back and, and went on with my day. So who's in the right there? Was I in the right? Was he in the right? Oh, you were. No, that, I have no idea why that this is difficult. It's like if you got somewhere first, you are next. But you are first, right? It's like the we've I've mentioned this on this podcast before, but the Cuban bus stop protocol, which is you arrive at the bus stop and nobody queues. They don't stand in a line. They just enjoy their space wherever they want to be. But as soon as you rock up to the bus stop, you go, who's last? And then you'll go, I'm last. I go, OK, well, I know I'm after you. And then the next time someone comes here, they'll go, who's last? And I'll say, oh, it's me. I'm last. And so it's like really easy self-governing system. 
But yeah, but it's like that's why I hate it when like you, you got to pick a line. Like I love the the stores that have one line, six cash registers, and don't bring up the MythBusters thing about <laughs> oh that's not faster. It doesn't matter. It's democratic. It's, <laughs> it's right. It's correct. Well, because otherwise, otherwise that guy got in because of luck. Right. That was yeah. the only thing in his favor at that point. It wasn't that he'd been waiting longer. It's just literally that he just happened to roll the dice and get the right number. Right. He sh- he should he had to by the way uh, his car didn't look dirty but it had sin and bad karma that That's needed right. to be rinsed I hadn't off. thought about that. That's absolutely right. Hey Max, are you looking for a job? Do you need a job to make some money to buy stuff? Uh yeah. Okay. I always wondered why kids your age aren't at that wand wash telling people that they'll you'll wash their car for five bucks so they could like sit in there and listen to their anamuscuri cd or whatever they're doing i want like a lot of money because i'm trying to upgrade my computer oh wow how much money do you need for that do you think i don't know what's a lot you said a lot like can you just give me an example of what a lot of money is like between 50 and 100 earth dollars yeah yeah I was thinking there for a second. No worries. Well, no, because you're, you kids blow me away. I wouldn't have been surprised if you had some foreign currency <laughs> website that you were shopping on. I need 50 Bitcoin to make this thing happen. <laughs> well, Dad, that's like a Harvard education, 50 Bitcoin. It's more than a Harvard education. I've been trying to employ um, both of my children as Lego sorters, but they will have none of it. Is that right? Yeah. Um, just to... What, that sounds like... Is that an actual job? It sounds like there's a machine that does that in Denmark for most of the world's Lego. Actually, it's really hard to make a machine that will sort Lego because it's because of the way that, like, if it's just going down a conveyor belt, it could be in any direction, right? You can't make, like, a coin thing to shake it through because right. it could be in any, you know, it's, it's a tricky thing. But they must just make one piece. Oh, at, Le- at Lego, yeah. yeah, 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 Lego. They 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 have bins, giant bins. Yeah, you're yeah. you're talking about how you're not going to be like well, wake at two o'clock in the morning watching, you know, some TV show, and then an infomercial is going to come on for like the, like a coin sorter. Yeah, but it's a Lego sorter instead. Yeah, I know. I've thought about it a few times. I mean, you could sort of do that, but the problem is, is like a two by four brick on its side is the same as a like two by two right. on its top, basically the same width, the same dimension. So it could fall through you'd, if you had a hole. You'd something. need to do, you'd need it like to run on a screen. Um, we're going to just suspend the National Talkie <laughs> League podcast right now while we try to engineer a machine that only Dave Ware has interest in. No, but if you had it on like a screen with like air blowing up from beneath it, right, then, then you could have different air pressures to move the different pieces they're plotting this idea in the next hey, they room. Like they know yeah. how good this is, right? Yeah. But it's like, so you would have an air pressure that could blow uh, certain pieces, but others would be unaffected because the mass would be different. Like a gravity table system or something. Yeah, I'm thinking about taking this into space nice. so that we I could like just it. have. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a, there was a guy who invented something where basically he got a bunch of reference photos and put a bunch of cameras on a conveyor belt. So when the piece comes down, the cameras look at it and assess what type of piece it is and then deal with it accordingly but right it just sounds like an insane amount of effort i think your kid could probably make 50 to 100 earth dollars sorting your lego they could is he aware of that he probably is you know max yeah. if I, you are aware of this okay because if i have to act as your agent you're going to lose like a 20 percent commission right off the top you're gonna have to sort way more lego yeah it would every like 10 hours I mean, one hour, I get like $10. What? Oh, $10, man. Yep. Do you want to know yep. something? Your dad's in violation of Alberta labor code. <laughs> 
So you should totally rat him out to the government. Here, okay, this is the this is way better than getting a job. Okay, and this is an early lesson learned: blackmailing people is far more lucrative. <laughs> so we're going to get you a copy of like the Alberta labor laws and the living all this living wage documentation. By the way, I don't support any of these bills, but I really think that you could get that new computer by Thursday. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah, craziness. Or your dad will have like screws in his molars, depending on how hardcore you get with this. Wow. Yeah, and I'm also kind of a YouTuber. Kind of a YouTuber. Yeah, I am actually. Dave, is that a potato thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all in the other room. That's probably where they're plotting the YouTubers. <laughs> Yeah, that was the other thing. I walked through the hall here on my way in. I walked through the autograph hall. And uh, apart from it being mostly empty, uh, like the first row was like people from TV shows that you might have heard of. And then there was like a full row of, uh, I don't know, anime, cosplay kind of folks where there was no lines at all. And then there was like YouTube people and stuff. And I was just like, I I'm officially have reached old because I don't know any of these people now. Yeah, no. But at the same time, I think that's so cool, though, when I get to see other worlds that I would otherwise mm. never bump into. Yeah. And I mean, like, I'm always like I always kind of um, I don't know. I always have the same reaction. I'm like, man, that's really awesome. Like when I find out about, you know, Adventure Time over here. Right. Or, or like, you know, when I hear more about your Lego world or, or uh, oh, I just found out about one this week that's really interesting to me called um, Incel. Haven't started getting into it yet, but uh, really want to learn more. I just think it's cool these people have a place to congregate. I'm kidding, of course. Uh, no, but I think it's neat. And like walking walking in here and seeing all the costumes and stuff, I'm like most of the Star Wars stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm familiar with that. And then I'll see a few like video games or superhero stuff that I'm very familiar with. Um, and by the way, like there's no way to accessorize a Spider-Man costume. <laughs> like I I saw a couple of attempts and I'm like, oh, that's too bad. Like a top hat? Or... Well, no, it's just like got the Spider-Man outfit and then like a purse. And I'm like, oh, see, Spidey oh, wasn't see, doing yeah, that. Like yeah. he's he doesn't have room for the. He's flying around, you know, swinging from threads. Sometimes he uses a little backpack, if I remember correctly. But yeah, yeah. But then you can't have the spider on the back of it. Yeah, that's Let's the thing. The backpack. And why wouldn't the backpack match? Like, he had the suit made. Right. Right. Go get it. Like, the suit's custom. You just have the backpack as part of the suit, really. Yeah, exactly, right? Or cargo pants pockets. See, oh, that would he... be smart. Why don't... Yeah, see? Yeah. Rob Liefeld somewhere is just perked up at the thought of costumes with lots of pouches on them. So. Yeah, like, what's he carrying anyway? Yeah, well... Like, like, what does he need? Is this lunch like extra like, extra web shooters? Yeah, he's got his textbooks, and I know he's a teenager, yeah. but... Yeah, his phone... Yeah, like, see, these are all things. I think, yeah. That's right. See, when they created these characters, none of them had phones. But now, you've got to have your phone with you all the time, right? It's like you explained to me when, when um, like, you know, in, in Empire Strikes Back, like, Luke uses the Force to raise the X-Wing out of the swamp. Mm-hmm. And then later, he's carrying Yoda. And it's like, <laughs> why are you, well, why that, would you carry anything if you're a Jedi? It was Yoda that lifted the... Right, so, yeah. So... So, excuse me. Yeah. So I, I don't think your point holds. Well, my point still holds. And then, like, Yoda, like, I can Luke, get the x out of the swamp, but carry me around. Yeah. Like, okay, would you, like, okay, let me do something different then. I don't know. <laughs> but, but, like, if you're a Jedi, why would you ever carry anything? That's a good point. Right. Um, and then I'm thinking about uh, um, other superheroes who, like, had custom carrying apparatus. Like, Batman had that utility belt. Right. Which I think was, like, tr- actually one of the most uncreative cop-outs in in uh in comic book illustration because it was like whatever batman ever needed it was in his utility right i'm like you couldn't see the batarang when he was just standing there in the wind but here it is (laughs) and he fires it away he could put his phone right on the belt like that could be his belt buckle right right so he's already ready 
I think that we could probably um, leverage Bluetooth technology and fit these guys with some sort of hands-free apparatus at this point. It's a good thought. Like Superman, right? He's got nothing. I mean, maybe there's a little pouch in that cape. It's hard to tell. Uh, he had a. I think he put most of his things right up front in the red pocket. <laughs> I've seen some some depictions where he where he was you know at least smuggling a potato or something. There's like sweat issues there though too, right? Though you think Superman sweats? I don't. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't think he does. We could probably do a pan. You know what? If hmm. we had advertised a panel, does Superman sweat? Uh, this room would be full. full right absolutely, now. there'd be no trouble getting people. <laughs> no, I don't think he does sweat. Good point. He maybe doesn't need to. No. What were, what were conditions like on his home planet? Uh, we don't know other than the gravity was different because of the color of the sun. Right. Or maybe it, it wasn't the gravity. Maybe it was just the color of the sun. It's uncreative to me that he is earthling in every way, basically, except for the superpowers. Like, he doesn't even have, like, seven fingers or just yeah. something that would be like, oh, that's Like weird. a little hook yeah. off the side of his palm. Yeah, or, like, cool. gills, right? Yeah. Like, just anything that would make yeah. him seem, you know, different that you could call him out. Because the whole Clark Kent thing is like, all right. And why would he be a reporter, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> like, every hair on his head is a split end. That's just how it is on Krypton. Right. No, there's no, <laughs> there's no other way about it. Yeah. Your hair just looks terrible all the time. I don't see, like... I want to go back to the secret identity thing a little bit because having worked in journalism for a long time, like there's no way like Peter Parker, right? Suffering the abuse of J. Jonah Jameson mm -hmm. for all those years and just like putting up with it. It's like kick his ass. Like, what's wrong with you? I know with great power comes great responsibility, but man, work in a deli or something like that. With great power comes having to work for a jerk. That's right. With great power comes poor career decisions. <laughs> But yeah. Like, and well, and these days, I mean, photographer, like, is he's not going to earn anything, really. Right. It's hard to make a living as a photographer these days unless he's just doing, you know, headshots and <laughs> Peter do a lot of that on the side. Or... That's right. Yeah. Yeah. What if he became a studio photographer, yeah. right? Wedding and so, photos. <laughs> that's right. And so it's just like people oh. coming in and they want to do like the laser beam background with the hand on the shoulder. It's like, yeah, no problem. A green goblin's coming up in this afternoon. See, I think he, they missed out on some good storylines. It's like, oh, I have to go shoot the Miller's wedding, but the green goblin is attacking Manhattan. Uh oh. Uh oh. Why did he never just do a selfie as Spider-Man and put it in a manila envelope and then, like, here, like, give this to your boss. He's a jerk. Interesting. Because, like, he put – because I watch that cartoon every day at, at noon, right? I come home and watch Buckshot and Spider-Man. Right. And every single episode, Parker, you know, like, get me that, get me that Spider-Man. And it, was, it, was, it wasn't like, get me Spider-Man, I'm going to put him in boiling oil. It was just like – he was just obsessed with getting a photograph of Spider-Man. Like, it was like a fetish of his. Yeah, he was pretty wound up. So I, what I want to know is, like, wouldn't it occur to Peter Parker one day to just be like, all right, click. I got a shot of him. It's great. Do as you please. Yeah, I think he did some, like, he'd, he'd web his camera up somewhere and then, like, do some action poses. That kind of thing. <laughs> I seem to remember some of that. But, yeah, you'd think he would, you know, be a little smarter. It'd be great if he did, like, some boudoir shots of like spider-man like putting his boots on last or something like that or like peeling the mask off Ooh, it's so suggestive here you yeah. go jay jonah oh, jameson with your chin yeah. and was it appropriate to have a hitler mustache on cartoons yeah that's a good question and like a flat top and a hitler mustache yeah yeah he looked like an army guy yeah he did and it's like 
he was probably the person I was most afraid of on on television because he reminded you of like the the ornery gym teacher. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In this case, with a Hitler mustache. <laughs> like they've gone back and rinsed the uh, like the Looney Tunes cartoons of all of the. Like, do you remember when Bugs Bunny was chasing the little black kid around the jungle right, and calling him right, Nature yeah. Boy? Yeah. And, like, they drew this black kid, like, as racist as you possibly can. Yep. Like, they're in the room going, bigger lips, come on, crank those lips. Like, it was... Yeah. Yeah. So, they've rinsed all that stuff off Looney Tunes. And they've also put up, like, a disclaimer that says, hey, you know, back when we made these cartoons, it was a bit of a different world. So, you might see some stuff that... That isn't very politically correct today, but just to give it some context. So they've done all that with Looney Tunes. I think they should have to go scrub the Hitler mustache off J. Jonah Jameson and all the and all the uh, Spider-Man car- cartoons. I like that. So you like modernize it a little bit somehow. Yeah, I like that. Who's the most scary person on TV right now? Yes, I'm talking to you. Any well, ideas? Is there anyone that you're afraid of on TV right now? No. No? Okay. Yeah. This gets fearless. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a that's a testament to the spinal fortitude of this young man. That's good parenting is what that's, that is. That's exactly yeah. what that is. Not afraid of anything. We're gonna watch Darth Maul until you Hold can my deal beer. with it. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> Fantastic. Speaking of uh beer, which reminded me of ribs, I made some ribs last night. See, we went from this winter's never gonna end to <laughs> Get some charcoal. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. Crazy how summer summer became. Mm-hmm. Um, how were your first ribs of the season? They were fantastic. Yeah. I, uh, I sous vide them. Oh, okay. And then I finished them up on the grill. They were fantastic. All right. I also did corn on the cob sous vide. What do you do when you finish it on the grill, by the way? Are you uh, just like getting that thing blazing hot and putting the ribs down to yeah, put a crust some, on them? putting some sauce on them. And I got you. Sauce in them. Because I made a pulled pork. Oh. Yeah. By the way this point in the podcast the four people in the room are leaning so far forward <laughs> and thinking about what they're gonna have for lunch now and the thousands listening are wishing they were there right uh but uh i made a pulled pork and it like i it did not come out like i'd hoped it would oh no it was tasted fine and was not poisonous which is like you know two check boxes right, there. right yeah. there yeah was it delicious no um could I drop it and make it bounce? Yes, it was pretty. Yeah, I've never actually had a good pulled pork. Uh, Maybe we'll have to try that. It's a summer. religious experience. Yeah. Um. So, should we take any questions from the crowd? Do that's you think a, that's a wonderful idea? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Max, maybe you could go down in the front here, and I'll hand you this microphone. And then you can take the microphone. It's not going to reach everybody. They might have to come to you a little bit. So go slow because yeah. you're going to run. So walk that way. Walk down the aisle. There you keep go. walking. Keep walking. That's a good spot for you. That's right good. There. Now, That's I want to just tell you something briefly, Max. Yeah. Um, there's only like a limited number of people in here. And they may not have been prepared for a question and answer period. Okay? Yeah. yeah. So what we're yeah. going to do is we're going to ask people if they want to come up to you and, and speak into the microphone and ask a question. But be prepared. You might have to force people to ask a question. <laughs> or you can pretend that you're someone else and ask a question. That yeah. would be fun, too. Yeah. Do you have a question? Yeah. For, for no. Do you have a question about this podcast? No, not really. Okay. All right. Um, well, would you like to invite people in the audience or should we invite people in the audience? You should. All right. Dave, go for it. <laughs> 
if anyone uh, would like to ask a question, Max has a microphone in the middle of the room there. Uh, don't be afraid. Don't be shy. We all know each other. Actually, we don't all know each other. We should get to know each other, maybe. But I know you. That's true. I know you. And I've met Max today. Yeah, that's right. And I know Michael. I also know Michael. And I don't know Michael's son's name. Nor do I. Ian. It's Ian. I know you it know. now. Yeah, see, I told you. And then, who's this? That's Chris. Hi, Chris. That's seeing you. And then, who do we have? Hi, Cindy over there. All right. And who's at the back? Hi, Stephanie. There you go. We know everybody now. Does anybody have a question or uh, something that they would like to discuss or have been thinking about that is either related to anything we've discussed today or not related at all in any way to anything we've ever discussed? (laughs) I know that Mike has listened to the pod. Or sorry, Michael. I don't know if I should call him Mike or not. Do you like Mike or... Some mics these days think it sounds too much like when they were a kid, so they like to go by Michael. I right, discovered yeah. this. Um, I don't like to be called Mike. No, <laughs> no. My brother's name is Mike. It's super confusing if people call me that. So yeah. See, I don't have a problem with the name, other than it's not mine. Right, right. Um, but I'm. Uh, why did you come here today? Do you, do you, are you a listener of the podcast? Okay, Roger here, and this is not part of the live broadcast. Oh, excellent. We kind okay. of screwed up and, and didn't get the microphone Sweet. up to people's mouths here. And Krista told us that she was here while her family was elsewhere. Oh, that's oh, awesome! That's the best thing. Krista Wood. says that her her family Woo. went to see Elijah Wood, who played Frodo. Yep. And so we are. In Krista's mind, more interesting than Frodo. We, she zagged. Yeah, she did. That's awesome. I wonder if, by the way, see now, I want to get that. That should be a comment. Oh, can we just all put like way better than Frodo? <laughs> uh, National Hockey League was way better than Frodo. And then people will wonder what that means exactly. <laughs> That's probably where the rest of our crowd is. They're all like, well, Frodo. Yeah, you guys shouldn't have double booked. Yeah. Shouldn't have booked at the same time as Frodo. There's, al- there's always a chance I could see you guys again sometime. But Frodo, come on. <laughs> that was, you know, um, I can't watch that movie the same way again. Ever since somebody posted on Reddit, what if... Um, uh, real movies had Pornhub naming <laughs> naming uh, conventions. Yeah, and uh, can I do this in front of Max? Cover yours. Yeah, cover yours, Max. And the the description for that movie was midget gets ring destroyed while friend watches. I was like, that's right on. Well there done. You go. Okay. All right, you're good. Yeah, you're clear. That was earmuffs, right? Yeah, there well done. Old school. Okay, um, this is where we met a new listener. Named, what about you? Are uh, you a, a podcast listener? Sydney. Oh, Sydney. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Do you spell it like the city? Or? Uh, no, C-I-D. Oh, very wow. cool. Cool. That's a zag. She's zagging. You nice. fit right in. Like I like it. it. So you just like showed up and thought this was the most interesting sounding panel right now, or you just needed a quiet room? <laughs> so Sydney had never really heard of the National Talkie oh, League. Really? Do you do a podcast? But she just really likes listening to podcasts. No? What, what podcasts do you like? So she shared one with us called My Favorite Murder. My Favorite Murder. Okay. Have you ever listened to that? No, I haven't. I've never listened to My Favorite Murder, but here's what we'll do. We'll do like a five-minute episode of My Favorite Murder for you, based just based on what we think it is. Okay? okay? So we've never heard it. We have no idea who does it and not a clue what it would sound like. But um, this is our version of that podcast based on the title alone. All right. Welcome to uh, My Favorite Murder. Once again, uh, this is uh, I'm uh, uh, Jeff Willerstein, and uh, with me, as always, is uh, Craig, um, superfan. Mm, hey, yeah, I'm uh, Craig, superfan. It's uh, nice to be 
uh, here again, you know, talking my favorite murder. Oh, and so uh, as always, we have our special segment, which is uh, what was your favorite murder this week? Okay, so my favorite murder this week, this one did not even make it in the newspaper, okay? But this guy, he worked in a canned ham factory, okay? And uh, his uh, guy he worked with on a ham canning line, you know what I mean? Like they're taking ham, ham coming a bigger piece, you know? They're slamming it into the can and they put the top on, right? And uh, the, he, his, the guy he working with, a cheater on his, uh, he's sleeping with his wife. Oh, yeah, right. Oh. He find out about it, and he go, uh, hey, put your head over here in the, in the can, <laughs> right? And then, boom! Oh. Yeah. And then, no one find out about it, right? Until uh, police buy, a policeman, he buy the ham, can of ham, he open it up, head! What? Yeah! And it was a policeman that opened it. That's so crazy. Yeah, no, I know. Stop, your, stop talking your, like this. Okay, but here's what happened, right? He accidentally, he did not know that the guy that he killed, he did not know guy had a, uh, taken his driver's license and put it in his mouth. <laughs> okay, so inside the can, the head with the open mouth, murderer driver's license, right in the mouth. Wow. Drive and, to his house. And this is you? Yeah. Do you know this head? Yeah. You're under arrest. Open and shut. That's crazy. My favorite murder. That is a great murder. Oh, yeah. Well, not yeah. really. No, bad murder. No, no, no. Yeah. no, no, no don't get me wrong. Yeah, murder, murder, yeah right? no, but the fact that it was that he did that, that was great. That We don't get that a lot. Usually it's pretty cut and dried. Uh, passion, crime of passion, or, mm-hmm. you know, shot the guy, went into the house and tried to make it look like it was an accident. Policeman, by the way, testified in court, and he said, go hard on him, man. Not only he killed her, he also I wrecked my dinner. <laughs> no ham for that no night. No ham that night, right? Like, what are you going to You can't eat the head. It's evidence. It's hard, too, for police officers to buy canned ham because of the suspicion that they get and the jokes. <laughs> it's true. I haven't even thought of that at all. Wow. It's you true. can't even buy bacon? No way. It's true. How did that... Uh, was pretty that, much was it? that close? Nice. See, I like the irreverence of... It's there's a movie that came out a little while ago, um, and it was about this the Godfather. Truth. It was called The Godfather, yeah. And it was about this, uh, um, I felt like there was this pizza delivery guy who had was like had some sort of mental uh, diminishment. What am I trying to say? Um, and so anyway, some people used him and like strapped a bomb to his chest, and it became like this big. Um, this big episode, but they made a movie about it. I think Seth Rogen made a movie about it. And they like yeah, mixed yeah, some comedy uh, into it. Michael Sarah and yeah, yeah. And people were saying like how tasteless that was, and I was like, you know, like we don't all see the world the same way. Like you've got to let people. Like I don't know, maybe it's tasteless, but so what? Well, thanks for introducing me to that podcast. I'm going to check it out. You probably binge more podcasts yeah, than I, I would. Do, actually, I would probably yeah. listen to that. It just occurred to me that we just committed the sin that I hate about every live podcast, which, which is, is that we had a microphone like like two feet away, <laughs> uh, and yet we didn't uh, mic uh, Sydney, and then now if people listening to the podcast are going to have no idea what she was saying. I'm going to see if I can fix that in what we call post. Post. All right. So we are uh, actually out of time are. for this, uh, this episode of the National Talkie League, and all I can say is that um, we've really, I've really enjoyed it. You too? I had fun. And I think, by the way, that regardless of what you might think listening to it or having attended it live, this was nowhere near as disappointing as it could have been. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it really could have been. Really. Yeah. Like, we almost didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> would have just been me talking to Max about, you know. That would have been better. Yeah, it might have been. Too we should have done yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Thanks so much to you guys for coming out. We really appreciate it. And uh, we're going to stop recording now and give the room back to the expo. And hopefully we'll just take a few moments to mingle and, and chit chat. Sounds good. Adios. You've been listening to the National Talking League. Show notes from this episode can be found at nationaltalkingleague.com. Support for this podcast comes from you. Please share it on social media. Give a five-star review in your favorite podcast store. And connect with us on Facebook. On behalf of Roger Kincaid and Dave Ware, thank you.